Listener Production. Hello, welcome back to Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success. I'm David Kosh, and as you know, I'm on a mission to help you fulfil your financial dreams. In this episode, I'm going to continue to guide you through the process of getting your tax deductions right. Just think of me as your Goldilocks of tax. This episode is about making sure you pay the right amount of tax, not too much and not too little. So in this podcast, I'll talk about tax deductions. These are expenses you can legitimately offset against your income to reduce your tax. I've got to emphasise the term legitimate in claiming taxes. I find this is where so many taxpayers get in trouble with the tax office because they push the boundaries when it comes to expenses. Would you believe the tax office has had to reject a number of claims to deduct the cost of dental work? The reason given by the taxpayers is that a nice smile is essential to getting a job and a promotion. Believe me, it brought a frown to the tax officer's face. So I'm going to start with the key deductions. These are the deductions you're entitled to claim when lodging a tax return for expenses incurred while earning an income, whether through work or investing. But remember to be able to claim these deductions, you must have records to prove it, like receipts. You must have spent the money yourself. This means that you cannot have used a company card or expense account. You must not have been reimbursed for the cost by the company you're employed by. And the expense must be related to generating that income. For example, the cost of membership to a professional body you need to be part of to maintain your qualifications. But remember, if the expense you're claiming is for both work and private purposes, like you flew interstate to do one day's work but stayed for the weekend to enjoy a mini break, then you can only claim the work portion of the cost of the accommodation, meal expenses and travel. And you have to show how you've separated them out. Another example would be, say you have a $49 per month mobile phone plan and you claim that half of the monthly phone calls are work-related. Therefore, half of $49 monthly plan equals $24.50 a month. $24.50 times 12 months a year is $294 a year. So you could claim $294 on your tax return as a deduction for mobile phone expenses. See, it's pretty easy to calculate. But there are thousands of general work-related expenses you may be able to claim as tax-deductible expenses depending on your work and individual circumstances. Things like books, magazines and digital information subscriptions, safety goggles and protective sunglasses, overtime meals, union fees or subscriptions to associations, tools and work-specific clothing where the item is needed to perform your job. For example, tools that tradesmen use, special shoes such as steel cap boots, equipment that hairdressers use. 
safety items needed for self-protection or safety when you're doing your job. For example, sunscreen and sunglasses if you're required to work outside. Laptops and mobile phones if these are used for work purposes. If you have a laptop that you use for work and personal use, don't forget, you're only entitled to claim the portion that you use for work. So those are some of the generic work-related expenses most workers can claim. But there are also expenses specifically related to your occupation and industry. If you want to find out more about what those are, you can go to the tax office website, ato.gov.au, where they outline acceptable deductions for 36 occupations and industries, from bus drivers and meat workers through to police, beauty professionals and retail industry workers. For example, did you know that you can claim the costs of washing, drying and ironing your workwear if it's protective, a legitimate uniform or occupation-specific, which isn't conventional to everyday clothing. See, you can. The tax office also allows employees who have to work from home occasionally to claim part of their home office expenses. Even better, if you work entirely from home, either self-employed or as a home-based employee, you can typically claim the occupancy cost of your home office space as a tax deduction. These expenses can include software, equipment, furniture, and a percentage of your rent or mortgage, as well as electricity. And this year, because of the COVID lockdowns, I reckon there will be an enormous rise in Australians claiming home office or working from home expenses. And because so many people were working in lockdown, the tax office has a shortcut ruling to make it easier. From March 1 to June 30, the shortcut method provides a rate of 80 cents per hour that can be used as a deduction and will only require you to keep a record of the number of hours worked from home. This recognises that many taxpayers are working from home for the first time and makes claiming a deduction much easier. So, if you choose to use this shortcut method, all you need to do is keep a record of the hours you work from home as evidence of your claim. And the claim covers everything. You can't claim any extra individual costs. But the shortcut method isn't compulsory to use. You can use the normal method of calculating the individual associated deductions if you like. But how you work out the details on this can get a bit complicated. So I'd recommend that you get the advice from an accountant or a tax agent to get it right and to be honest with them. Some typical working from home deductions can include cleaning costs, which would be expenses incurred from cleaning office space at home, office furniture if you had to purchase, and repair costs for office furniture and fittings required to do your job from home, your phone bill, landline and mobile phone calls related to work matters, your home internet bill. You can claim a portion of your monthly internet bill in line with how often you use it for work purposes. Electricity bills. You can also claim a portion of your home electricity bills in line with how often you work from home. Plus, 
you can also claim a portion of your occupancy expenses like rent, the mortgage and home insurance. So long as you operate solely from your home and have a dedicated space for work activities. And look, this is an area which the tax office monitors closely. So I can't stress enough how important it is to claim your working from home expenses correctly. You'll need to show evidence and your calculations to justify how much you're claiming. Again, if you're unsure, a good tax agent can do this for you to ensure you're claiming correctly. Also, get some good advice on how claiming working from home expenses will affect the tax position of your home. This can be a sting in the tail of these expenses. Any appreciation in value of your principal place of residence is capital gains tax-free. But if you're earning an income from the house and claiming household expenses as a deduction, especially a portion of your home loan, rates and electricity, then that portion of the house's value used for earning an income may lose its capital gains tax exemption. So you'll need to get good advice to make sure you're covered. And this could be very much an issue as well if you rent a room out on Airbnb. Car expenses are another common deduction claim. If you're required to use your personal car for work-related reasons, apart from driving to and from work, you can usually claim fuel and maintenance costs as a tax deduction. There are now just two methods for calculating this deduction. You can either use a 12-week logbook, which generates numbers you can reuse for five years, or the cents per kilometre method. The tax office defines work-related kilometres as kilometres travelled in your car while you're earning your income. To be eligible, you must be the owner of the car and your travel must be part of your working day. This includes trips like driving between offices, special trips to the post office or bank, not including stop-offs on the way home, or moving from one job site to another. But remember, you cannot claim trips between work and home unless you're carrying heavy equipment for work or transporting heavy tools required to do your job. Depending on your own personal circumstances, either a logbook or the cents per kilometre will be the best method for you. And you can also claim self-education expenses if there's a connection between the course you're doing and your occupation. Now, generally, self-education is associated with courses run by schools, colleges and universities, which end up in you gaining an award, like a degree or a diploma. But you don't necessarily have to come out with a bit of paper to claim a deduction. You've just got to be able to prove the skills or knowledge you gained are sufficiently related to your job. The idea being the completion of the course will help you get a pay rise or promotion and in turn, you'll pay more tax. So that means you can't claim for courses you do in order to help you get a new job in a new field. You also can't claim for a really general course. For example, say you're an accountant, 
don't try telling the tax man you're claiming a meditation course because it'll help you relax and perform better at work. That just doesn't wash. Now, to do it legitimately, you could be entitled to a tax deduction for expenses like textbooks, professional and trade journals, stationery, photocopying, computer expenses, student union fees, student services and amenity fees, even accommodation and meals, but only when participating in your course, which requires you to be away from home for one or more nights. Even running expenses, if you have a room set aside for self-education purposes, such as the cost of heating, cooling and lighting that room while you're studying in it. And there are even allowable travel expenses. Now, another big deduction for people is insurance. When it comes to insurance, income protection insurance premiums are tax deductible. This would be insurance which protects you from loss of income brought about by sickness, injury or illness. But insurance premiums on life, trauma and critical care insurance are not tax deductible. Why? Well, because payouts from these insurance policies are tax-free. And finally, don't forget all the charitable donations you've made during the year. If you gave a gift or donation to an organisation, for example, your favourite charity or donations to appeals during the bushfires, you may be able to claim a tax deduction. However, there are specific rules that apply. Generally, you can claim any donation you've made above $2 if it's to a deductible gift recipient. So you need to make sure the charity is a registered charity for tax purposes. Another key thing to remember is that generally, if the donation is linked to a benefit you've received, then you can't claim it. For example, if you went to a charity ball, you can't claim the cost of the ticket because you received a meal and entertainment. And you can't claim the cost of purchasing an auction item because you received the item. For tax purposes, you bought the product rather than made a donation. However, some charities may split the cost of a ticket into an amount which covers the expense of food and entertainment and add an extra donation amount on top which can be claimed. So there you have it, my quick guide to the expenses that you can legitimately offset against your income to reduce your tax. Deductions can be tricky and it's where the tax office picks up most of the mistakes made by us taxpayers. So, as I said before, the tax office website is always a great place to get guidance, particularly when it comes to industry-specific deductions. In the next episode, I'll be looking at tax-advantaged investments and my tips on how to handle the tax man if they come knocking. If you want to learn more, head to my Your Money and Your Life website. There are plenty of articles and videos to help make sure you get your tax right. That's ymyl.com.au. Good luck, and when you're ready to take the next step in understanding your tax, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success was presented by David Kosh. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. 
listener.